Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Heavenly Father. Say, thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for being here with us. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I believe God. I believe God. Can you say that with me? I believe God. Let's say it one more time together, everyone. I believe God. Yes, I do believe that my primary assignment in a lot of these ALO services, at least I know that in this year, in this season, is to stir you up in faith, is to stir up the believer within you, is to charge you in the word of God and, and, and provoke you to believe, provoke you to step out in faith, provoke you to launch out into the deep, provoke you to believe that there is more in God for you, provoke you to believe that there is a new horizon that God has prepared for you. Somebody say this with me, I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in miracles. I believe in the advantage of the covenant. And I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's say it one more time. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in miracles. I believe in the advantage of the covenant. And I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe? I'm asking you. Do you believe? I'm not saying do you, do you have a mental ascent. I'm not saying do you um, believe that the preacher believes today. Do you believe that, yes, it is possible for people to believe? No, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, do you believe? You. Yes, you. Do you believe? Say, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Let's start out from where we started out in our last ALO service. And let's pick it up from where we stopped. Acts chapter 27 and verse 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. You know, even in that, there's a revelation. He says, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given you all them that sail with you. Therefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. I believe God that it shall be, even as it was told me. I believe God for us. 
I believe God for everything that the Lord has promised us concerning this season, concerning our future, concerning every area of our lives. I believe God. He is a supernatural God. He is a miracle worker. He is the almighty God. There is nothing too difficult for him. I believe God. And like Paul said, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. You know, uh, there is a revelation in this scripture. Even in the earlier part, he said unto them, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to me, and you should not have loosed from Crete, and you should not have gained this harm and loss. You see, they were having losses in their lives they should not have had. They were having situations turn out that should not have been in the first place. And the main reason for that, Paul said, you should have listened to me. He's, he's, not, he's not trying to condemn them. He's not trying to make them feel worse than they already feel. Because in this place of loss and in this place of, 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 of danger and fear and anxiety, he's certainly not trying to exacerbate whatever they already feel. No, but he's saying this to them so they can learn this for the future. That every word of God matters. Every word of God counts. Every word of God is important. When God speaks, we ought to listen. We ought to act. We ought to move based on what God says. Every word of God and acting in prompt obedience is so important. Oh, hallelujah. Saints, I want you to listen to me. The presence of God is so powerful here in this service. I can feel it. I'm so, I know I'm excited about the word of God, but there is something unique and something supernatural that I believe the Lord will do in your life in this service. I believe it. And, 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 and let's start from right here. Paul said, you should have listened to me, right? So it is very important that we are sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is very important that we prioritize what God is saying. Don't, let, don't allow the pressures of life push you in directions that you know God has not commanded you to go in. Don't allow anxiety and fear and the storms all around you to stir you in directions that you know in your heart the Lord has not told you to go in. But in the same vein, be willing be willing, be bold like a lion. Be willing to take steps of faith in the direction that the Lord has given you. Be willing to step out of the boat when the Lord says, come. When the Lord said to Peter in Matthew chapter 14, he said, come. Well, what did Peter do? He stepped out and he started to go towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't miss out on your opportunity. Sometimes there are windows that open that God gives to us. And if we are faithful and if we are bold and if we are courageous and if we enter into those doors that are open unto us, things happen that change the trajectory of our lives. Sometimes believers sit back. They want God to do all the work. They want God to know your believing is what does the first part of the work. And then sometimes, a lot of times, you're stepping out in line with what you believe is what actually consummates the promises that God has made to you. He said, you should have listened to me. I'm saying this to somebody here. 
you should have listened to the word of God. You should have listened to the word of God. And it is not too late next time because there will be a next time. Satan is going to bring new pressures. He's going to bring new difficulties. In addition, many times he's going to bring uh, um, things in our lives that actually um, um, cause us to lean towards um, um, doing what circumstances um, are, are directing us to do instead of following the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, you should have listened to me. Make a commitment to yourself. Make a commitment with yourself right now. I will follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. I will follow the directions of God. I will follow the instructions of God. Every word that God speaks will be the compass of my life. In the name of Jesus, I will not follow my head. I will not follow my emotions. I will not follow my own will. Every word that God speaks will become the compass of my life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. And he is not the son of man that he should repent. When he says it, he does it. When he promises it, he fulfills it. He never goes back. And I love that next verse after verse 19, verse 20. He said, God has commanded me to bless. He has commanded the blessing. And I cannot reverse it. Do you know God has commanded the blessing upon you? As you are hearing the word of God go into you, as you are hearing the word of God sow seeds of faith into you right here in this service, do you know blessings are being commanded towards you? Blessings are being commanded towards your family? Blessings are being commanded towards your future? And no devil can reverse that? No devil can change it? Hallelujah. I believe God. Say that with me. I believe God. Say it one more time. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Every word that the Lord spoke towards Joshua, towards the children of Israel, the Bible says God fulfilled them. And not a one of those words that the Lord spoke to them fell to the ground. You see that. We read this the last Elo, Joshua 23, 14. And Joshua 21, 43 to 45. Joshua 23, 14 in the Amplified. And Joshua 21, 43 to 45. Not a word, not a word, not a thing of what God promised fell to the ground or fell short. Not a word lacked. Not one word lacked. Not one of his promises failed to come into materialization or manifestation. You see that in both of those scriptures, especially I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to just read the one in Joshua 23. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not a one, not one word failed. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Joshua 23 and verse 24 in the Amplified Behold, this day I'm going the way of the earth. This is Joshua speaking to the children of Israel. And not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one thing of them has failed. Not one thing. Not one thing will fail in your life. Hallelujah. You will be a testimony to the goodness of the Lord. You will be a testimony to the faithfulness of God. Somebody say amen. 
Somebody say, I believe it. Somebody say, I receive that in the name of Jesus. Let me declare to you prophetically, your twilight will turn to your daylight. Your twilight will turn to your daylight. You will not only see the promises of God, you will also enter into the promises of God. And yes, it is a blessing to see it. It is a blessing to appreciate it. It is a blessing to have a sense of it. Oh, hallelujah, saints. But it is a greater blessing to actually believe it so that we can enter into the fullness of it. Somebody say, I believe God. Say, I believe his promises. And I enter into the fullness of everything that he has promised me. See, believing is the key to doing the work of God. Believing is the key to miracles. Believing is the key to entering in to the things that God has prepared for you. Believing is the key. 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 They asked Jesus in John chapter 6, they saw great things that he did. They saw how he multiplied five loaves and two fish and fed thousands of people. They saw how he spoke to the storm and miracles happened. They saw how he healed the sea. They saw how he did wonders and miracles. It's very unfortunate and very sad that in the days we live in, people don't even believe miracles are possible. People don't believe. I'm talking about churchgoers. I'm talking about people who sit on the pews every Sunday. When you say to them, God, the power of God can do this. The power of God can do that. Or when God does something and you say to them, look at what the Lord has done. They go, uh-huh. They go, uh-huh. You say, do you believe that? And they say, oh, yes, I believe it. I believe it. But in their hearts, they really don't believe. Do you know how many believers, Bible carrying believers, really don't believe in miracles? They believe the days of miracles are gone. But every now and then, they have an emotional flash, an emotional surge of consciousness. And they suddenly want to believe God for a miracle. All the while, they don't believe. All the while, they lean on their minds. If you say, trust God, they say, amen, okay. But they don't trust God. They lean on people. They lean on man. They lean on circumstances. They lean on their situations. They lean on promises that people made to them. When you say, trust God, don't lean on man, trust God. They say, amen. Amen, pastor. Amen, I receive it. But they don't believe. They don't believe. When you say, God can do miracles. God can bring you from where you are today to where he has prepared for you. Where you want to go. Your dream. They say, amen, pastor, I believe. But they don't really believe. You see it in the steps they take. You see it in the things they do. They don't believe. A lot of believers are like, like the people of old when Jesus walked on this earth. They say, if you show us a miracle, if you show us a sign, we will believe. But if we don't see a miracle, we won't be, you remember Thomas? If we don't see a sign, no, we, you know, it's going to be hard to believe that. But show us a sign, we'll believe. If I see something happen supernaturally in my body, I, I will believe immediately. You don't even need to preach me a whole sermon. I will believe right now, right here. No, well, unfortunately, uh, 
Believing does not follow miracles. I got to say this to you clearly. Believing does not follow miracles. Miracles follow believing. Let's say this again. Believing does not follow miracles. Miracles follow believing. You can't say, if it happens, then I will believe. That is not believing. You can't say, if, if God really does that wonder, if he does that wonder, I will start believing. No, that's not the way it works. Believing does not follow miracles. Miracles follow believing. When we believe first, and when we obey the word of the Lord, and when we do what the Lord says to do, miracles will happen. The supernatural will open up. When you go, when God says go, even though you see nothing like Abraham, miracles will suddenly begin to pursue you and overtake you. Believing does not follow miracles. Miracles follow believing. Signs and wonders follow believing. Believing must do the work. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this. Believing needs to go first. We need to give everything to believing. Listen to this in um, John chapter 6, I believe it's 28, verse 28 to 30. Let's see if we can find this scripture right here. They saw all these things, miracles Jesus was doing, and they said, how ah, we want to do the work of God. Tell us, how do we do the work of God? Jesus said to them, if you want to do the work of God, you've got to start by believing. You've got to start by believing God. If you want to see signs and wonders, you have to start by believing God. If you want to see miracles, you have to start by believing God. If you want to see the advantage of the covenant in your life, you have to start by believing God. If you want to see the power of the Holy Spirit moving your life, you have to start by believing God. That's why how do you take that confession at the beginning? From the beginning of this year, we'll be making that confession, really, periodically in some of our services. I believe God. I believe God. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in miracles. I believe in the advantage of the covenant. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. If you want to see miracles, you must believe God. If you want to see signs and wonders, my friends, you must believe God. No matter what you have experienced in your past, no matter what disappointments, no matter what failures, no matter what you've seen that hasn't worked right, no matter what you have seen in the lives of people that have, uh, that have suggested to you that God's word is not true, God's word does not happen, it doesn't come to pass. All of that is a lie from the pit of hell. All of that is a lie from the enemy. You have to believe that God is true to his word, that God is not a man that he should lie, that God is faithful, that God is a keeper of promises, that God is a covenant keeper, that God is a faithful father. Hallelujah. 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 You've got to believe. You've got to believe. Oh, shita Babaha. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe God. They say, how can we do miracles? How can we do the works of God? We've seen you do the work. How can we do the... Jesus said the work of God is you they start with believing God. It starts with believing God. Let's read it together. John chapter 6 from verse 28. 
Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and you were filled. He said unto them, sorry, that's verse 26. Then in verse 27, he said unto them, Labor not for the meat that perishes, but for that meat which endures unto life everlasting, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him has God the Father sealed. Pay attention to verse 28. They started asking him. They said unto him, What shall we do that we might walk the works of God? What shall we do that we might walk the works of God? Verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. You, the work of God begins from believing God. The work of God, every miracle begins from believing God. And if we don't believe God, if we don't do the work of believing, we don't see miracles. If we don't do the work of believing, we don't see signs and wonders. If we don't do the work of believing, we don't see the advantage of the covenant. If we don't do the work of believing, we don't see the power of the Holy Spirit in manifestation. The work of God begins from believing God. Say this with me. The work of God begins from believing God. The work, say one more time. The work of God begins from believing God. Yes, sir. You see in verse 30, then they, 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 they confronted him again in verse 30. They said, therefore, unto him, what sign are you going to show us? Because then if you show us a sign, then we see it and we will believe. What work are you going to do? He just finished telling them. Work, the work of believing is the first work that precedes any supernatural manifestation. He just got done telling them. Believing is the work that precedes miracle. He just finished telling them. You see what they said to him? Do a miracle. Then we will believe. He just finished telling them, believing is first. Oh, saints. Oh, saints. Oh, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. Something supernatural will happen in your life today. I believe God. For a radical change. It must happen. It must happen. How frustrating it is in the spirit. For the angels, the ministering spirits, the the powers of God, the heavens that want to unleash over our lives. And time and time again, our unbelief stops them. Our failure to believe. Our failure to do the work of believing stops them, hinders them, limits them. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that every shackle and every trap and every mental um, 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 confidence that has stopped you for years from entering into the fullness of the blessing of God, their hold be taken off your life supernaturally right now, right now. God is a God of miracles. God is a God of miracles. When God does things, people say, oh yeah, we understand. It's because of who they know. Oh yes, we understand. It's because of, they have that that job. 
Yes, oh, yes, we understand. It's, it's because they went to school. Oh, they, yeah, we understand. It's, it's, it's because of some things they did in the natural. It's, people sit in the pews. They say they believe, they believe God. They believe in miracles. But when God does miracles, they, say, oh, they find a natural thing to point at. They find something natural. People sitting in the pulpit. Preachers preaching at the pulpit. And we continually hinder the move of the Spirit of God. Somebody said, that will not be me anymore. That will not be me anymore in the name of... From this moment, I commit. I make a covenant with myself. I believe God. I believe God. Don't play the games of the world, my friends. Don't lean on the arm of the flesh. It will fail you. One day, one day, sooner than later, the arm of the flesh will fail you. You can lean on it for so long, but one day it will fail you. It will fail you. Man will disappoint you. Somebody who's, who assured you they will always be there will not be there. Somebody you assumed will always be around will not be around. And even if they have it in their heart to do something for you, they will not have the resources. The arm of the flesh will fail you. It is only the word of God that is fail safe. Only the covenant that we have with Jesus. Only the covenant we have with the Father through Jesus will never fail. And no matter where we are, no matter where we go, no matter what happens in our lives, whether highs or lows, his presence will always be there with us. We will encounter the supernatural power of God every single day of our lives when we learn and commit to lean on his word. To lean on his word. Somebody say, I believe God. Say it loud. Say, I believe God. He said, if you show us, if you show us a miracle, we will believe. Oh, no. <laughs> believing does not follow miracles. Miracles follow believing. Believing does not follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow believing. The next miracle you are believing God for, the next miracle you are looking for, you are expecting in your, you desire in your heart, it's not going to happen until you believe God. Until you really believe God. Somebody say, I believe God. Hallelujah. 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 Let your believing do the work. Let your believing do, do the work. Don't put work first. Don't put, don't put, don't put um, 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 uh, the spectacular first. Put your believing. Let your believing do the work. It is truly amazing what believing God can do when we put it to work. Believing God can move mountains. Believing God can open doors and create opportunities. Believing God can heal sick bodies. Believing God can change destinies. Believing God can make the resources of life available. Believing God can change your life forever. Believing God can elevate you to such an to such a level that you never dreamed possible. Believe in God. Believe in God. Somebody say, I believe God. Say, I believe God. The word of God tells us faith pleases God. 
I don't know what you are trying to do right now, but I want you to know faith pleases God. I don't know what you are looking for in your life right now, but I want you to know faith pleases God. I don't know what decision you are trying to make, but I want you to know faith pleases God. When we believe God, when we step out and believe God, hallelujah, something happens in the realm of the spirit because faith pleases God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder of them that diligently believe him. Listen to me, saints. You will never go empty when you are a believer in God. When you truly, fully, completely believe God with all of your heart, it is impossible that you go out empty. It is impossible that you go out without what you seek. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. Faith pleases God wherever you are. Whatever decision you are trying to make in your life today. I want you to hear me. Faith pleases God. Start from believing. Start from believing. What is it that stretches your faith? Go for it. Go for it. If there is something that keeps you in your comfort zone, be thankful. Be thankful for where you are and where you have arrived at in your life. Be thankful. Be thankful. But if there is something that keeps you in that comfort zone, that is not faith. It doesn't take faith to be where you have arrived. It does not take faith. Yes, it takes faith for you to conquer. If you take a land and possess, you take a land. It takes faith for you to possess that land, for you to reap the full benefits of being in that land. Yes, it takes faith. But it doesn't take faith for you to arrive where you have already arrived. (laughs) You're already there. It takes faith to rise from wherever you are to the next horizon that God has for you. Say, I believe God. I believe God. The Bible says Abraham was persuaded. He was fully persuaded in Romans chapter 4. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. He looked away from where he was. The Bible says he hoped against hope. He was fully persuaded. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore, well, let's read this from the King James. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead, And call it those things that be not as though they were. Verse 18. Abraham who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Against hope he believed in hope. 
There was no hope, but he believed in hope. There was no promise, but he believed in the promise. There was no appearance of anything seeming like it's happening. Like the promise is coming into fruition. And yet he continued to believe in the promise. There was no manifestation, but he continued to believe for the manifestation. Who against hope, believe in hope. The Bible says he was not weak in faith, verse 19. He considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being persuaded, being persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able also to perform. What God had promised, he was able also to perform. I want you to know God is not just able to perform. He is also willing to perform. God is able and he is willing. 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 He can turn your life completely around in one night and he is willing to do it. Oh, Jesus, help us. Hallelujah. He's able to turn your life completely around just like that. In a moment of time, in a moment of time, God can bring radical change to your situation. And the world may not recognize you. In a moment of time, God can take you out of wherever you have arrived. God can take you out from where you have been, and, and, and launch you into a place where you have never even dreamed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe God. Say, I believe God. Hallelujah. 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 We read something. I know my time is, is running and very soon I have to wrap up with this. There's something I've got to get to. And so many things I have out there. But I, 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 I'm beginning to realize I would not get. I wanted to give you seven powerful nuggets of the work of believing. I won't get to it today. I see I'm already at 39 minutes, 40 minutes. But, but I, I've got to get to something today. I've got to get to a prophetic word God put in my spirit for this service. Somebody somewhere is going to hear this and is going to change their lives radically. I don't know who that is. And I, I've tried to shelve it. I've tried to say I'll do it next time. But it, it just stays in my spirit. The Lord wants me to say it to somebody for somebody. So I will be obedient. But before I get to it, it's a word in 2 Second, Second Kings, Second Kings and chapter 19, the situation be, between Hezekiah and, and Zennacherib, and how the power of God was poured out in a, in, a, in a situation that seemed impossible. How the angel of God went to work in one night and totally 
totally, radically change that situation. <laughs> I put down in my notes, I'm, I'm going to get to it in a minute. I, I put down in my, in my note here, all it takes is one act of God and your strong enemy will disappear into the darkness forever. All it takes is one act of God and your strong enemy will disappear into the darkness forever. I've got to get to that. I've got to get to that. So let's read this. So we stopped right here last week. That devotional, that devotional that we used during the Daniel fast. Hallelujah. 30 days of planting the heavens. And day 12, the devotional says, by this time tomorrow. And of course, this, the scripture is 2 Kings 7, 1 to 20. That's where I thought I was going to do the bulk of my ministry today. Give you the seven nuggets of the work of believing God. But uh, we will not get there because of time. But let's read that devotion. I'm going to read it out to you. First, the quote Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. As Amos chapter 9 verse 13 in the message, in the message translation. Listen to this. God can turn your life completely around in a few days. Do you believe it? That's actually what it says right there in that devotional. Do you believe that? Do you believe God is able to visit you in a way that confounds human reasoning? Yes, he can. And I believe he wants to. He is a God of speedy miracles. And he wants to do a quick walk in our lives. Although Satan has deceived believers for so long, making us believe that we have to wait forever for the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives, the word of God says he actually wants to do a quick walk. God is able to do the impossible using unconventional means. He can divinely orchestrate situations and mobilize angels. Pay attention to that because I'm going to read to you that. In 2 Kings chapter 19, I'm going to read that scripture to you and lay out for you a three-step plan that the Lord is giving you today prophetically in this service as we get ready to close. A three-step plan. You are going to see the angels of God actually the angel of God go to work. In one night, he did a walk. In one night, and everything changed. Listen to this. God is able to do the impossible using unconventional means. He can divinely orchestrate situations and mobilize angels to move in the realm of the spirit 
to quickly enforce his dominion on the earth. Nothing can withstand the power and the wisdom of God. Listen to this. In one night, God can move upon someone in a position of authority and cause them to release something that you have been waiting on for many years. He can rearrange situations so that your breakthrough appears before the break of dawn. I got I to gotta add to this. God can move in one night. In one night, God can move and radically transform your life. God can move in one night and something that has been held back from you be released to you. God can move in one night and heaven can open over you. God can move in one night. And a limit that has existed for years can be taken away. God can move. God can move. God can move. Expect a suddenly miracle today. Expect a suddenly miracle today. I remember this as long as I live. Earlier on in 2023, as we got into our Daniel fast, I'll never forget this. A, a pastor that I knew, we knew, my wife and I knew, and some part family, some part just knowing them for many years, but not really doing anything together closely or anything, not thinking about them. One night, the Lord visited me and showed me a revelation concerning this pastor in Philadelphia. This is in 2023, during the Daniel fast. Visited me one night and showed me a revelation about this pastor and him and some aspects of their work. In Philadelphia, actually, that work was outside of the country, and I recognized that from the revelation that God gave to me that night. And, and he spoke this clearly to me. I, I put it all down, and I didn't really know what they were doing, and, but I put it all down, documented it, and sent it to them. And I, I copied Pastor Tinun. She was aware of that. And that pastor immediately wrote back and said, wow, that's amazing that the Lord just showed me. What the Lord showed me in that revelation was something they were currently dealing with. Out in Liberia, he said. In Liberia. Look at that, folks. Look at that, folks. We serve a supernatural God. Pastors who have a church in Philadelphia doing a missions work in Liberia, in West Africa. I knew nothing about the situation they were dealing with. The Lord, in the middle of the night, gave me a revelation and a prophetic word for them. And they grabbed a hold of that prophetic word. And the prophetic word was very clear, very succinct, very clear. They grabbed a hold of it. And he said, thank you for sharing it. Thank you, because the Lord just showed you something we're dealing with. 
my brothers and my sisters. Something they were dealing with, they had been dealing with for about, I think about three years, if I'm not mistaken. A blockade, a, a limit, a stranglehold, something they had been, that seemed like there was no, they had, they had called on everybody they knew in the natural. They had tapped into every relationship and every connection that they had in the natural. Even people in high places, and this thing was not moving. One prophetic word. Within three weeks, God is my witness. Within three weeks. Either just as we were getting to the end of the Daniel fast in this year, 2023, or as soon as we finished, somewhere there, within three weeks, he called me. I came out of the service, ministering the service in Cleveland. I just came out of the service. I went to, to my to my office, went to the lounge, when, when his phone call came through. It was strange. Every pastor is preaching. Every pastor is in their services on Sunday. Very, very hardly do you have some pastor calling another unless there's an emergency or something they need to share with him. He said to me, man of God, man of God, do you believe this? That word the Lord gave you, just here, this past January, that word God, a miracle just happened. A miracle just, everything has changed. Everything has changed. Things have turned. What we've been looking for for years, God has given it to us. A miracle has happened. I declare to you in the name of Jesus, what you have been looking for for years, God will give it to you in one night. In one night, the revelation, the miracle will start that will get the angels in motion to deliver to you what you have been looking for for years. I declare that to you prophetically in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, I receive it. Somebody say, I believe that. Say, I believe that. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Look at this. We're at 50 minutes. Oh, we're at 50 minutes. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Can I do this? I've got to leave this word. It's in my spirit today. I've got to leave this word for somebody. It's in my spirit. Let's go there real quickly. I've got to close this service. Can you bear with me another five minutes, please? Hallelujah. I feel the power of God. Go with me. Second Kings chapter 19. I will not give you any back, background to the story. Go read it. Read it, read it, read it. So you can get perspective and get context of it. But that man, Zenicarib, is a very powerful king. So powerful, he thought he was God. He put himself in the position of God. He reached out to nations, captured nations all around him. As I'm preaching to you, I didn't think about it even before now. I'm thinking right now, just right now, that thought came into my spirit about a king like that in our day today. He's capturing nations around him and acting like God. And he sent a message to Hezekiah. And he said to Hezekiah, I'm coming for you. Don't be deceived. Don't think there's any God that can deliver you from my hands. I'm coming for you. Sent messengers, sent people to threaten him and threaten the entire nation. threatened the entire nation and took their confidence away. 
and sent an official letter, a declaration of aggression. I'm coming for you. Hezekiah took that letter that he received from Zenecharib and went into the temple and laid it out before the Lord. Say, God, God, you see it. You see it. Go read the story. The Bible says God heard him and the prophet visited him. The servant of God visited him and gave him a word. His prayers were answered. I want you to read this with me here. Right here so we can close this service. In 2 Kings chapter 19, right there, right there, down there, <laughs> the, the, first, the first part of it that tickles me, God stepped in and, and said to Zenecharib, I know where you live. You see that in verse 21. But I know your abode and your going out and your coming in and your rage against me. You're raging against me. I know where you live, Zenecharib. I know your address. I'm the almighty God. I'm the almighty God. And there is nothing without, nothing outside of my reach. I can get to you where you are. In your hiding place, in your shelter, where you've raised up bulwarks and you think, you think, you have strongholds that cannot be penetrated. I'm telling you, Zenikarib, I know where you live. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I know where you live. Listen to this from verse, verse 20, verse 29. And this shall be a sign unto you. God is speaking now to Hezekiah and to the people of God. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall eat this year such things as grow of themselves. And in the second year that which springs of the same. And in the third year sow you and reap and plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. That's God's three-step plan to your victory. God's, God's three-step plan, prophetic three-step plan. To your new horizon. God's three-step plan to your miracle. God's three-step plan to your established destiny. To your vision. Your elevated vision. Listen to what he said. He said, and the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear fruit upward. He said in verse 31, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. The word of God is going out towards you today. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Somebody say, I believe God. Say, say, I believe God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 32. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. He will not. He will not. By the way that he came, by the same way shall he return. And he shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. God is, God is invoking covenant. God is invoking his everlasting covenant with the household of David. For the sake of my servant David. Because David believed God. Because David walked with me in covenant. I declare to you, I will do this for the sake of David. Somebody say, I believe God. <laughs> In the same way, God is invoking that everlasting covenant on your behalf today. Because of Jesus. God is declaring, I will do it because of Jesus. 
I will do it because of your covenant with me through Jesus. I will establish it because of your covenant with me through Jesus. Somebody say, I believe God. Say, I believe God. Look at verse 35. <laughs> I love this. He says, uh, verse 34, For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Verse 33, And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians and hundred and four score and five thousand. One hundred and eighty-five thousand. The angel went out in one night. One angel, the angel of God, went out in one night and killed 185,000 soldiers. And when the other soldiers arose early in the morning, behold, they were surrounded by dead bodies. Remember, God said to Zenekarib, I know where you live. You can't hide from me. I know where you live. You cannot. Nothing, nothing is outside of my reach. That problem looks big to you, but it's not outside of God's reach. God knows how to deal with it. God knows the root of that tree. God knows how to pull it out from the ground. God knows how to move that mountain out of your way. That obstacle that has remained there for years, God knows how to challenge it and remove it and crush it to smittings. God knows how to arise on your behalf and cause your enemies to be scattered. Hallelujah. God knows how to unlock the door that has been shut against you for years. God knows how to do a work. He knows where the root of that sickness is and he can eradicate it in one night. God knows. Hallelujah. 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 It came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 soldiers. Verse 36. So Zenicarib, the king of Assyria, departed. He went and he returned and he dwelt at Nineveh. He just disappeared into the darkness. And later on, his own two sons killed him. His own two sons. While he was worshipping in the temple of his gods, offering sacrifice. His own two sons, these two sons he bought, two sons he bought from his womb. He, he bought from his loins. Met him in the temple and, and killed him. That was the man that was boasting like he was God. Threatening everybody. I will, I will take this. I will take, don't let God deceive you. Don't, who is that God that will save you from my hand? Like Nebuchadnezzar, right? In one night, one angel. 185,000 people. Take this word. Take this covenant word. This prophetic word. All it takes is one act of God. And your strong enemy will disappear into the darkness forever. Somebody say, I believe God. I believe God. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in miracles. I believe in the advantage of the covenant. I believe 